Welcome to Unlocking the Hidden Value of Your Life Insurance with Mark Murky and Rob Haney from Life Insurance Settlements. This show is designed to help retirees and their advisors understand the basics of a life settlement. In this podcast, we show you how to get more from the sale of your life insurance policy versus lapse or surrender, and how using life settlements can increase assets under management. Mark and Rob ignite conversations on how to look for opportunities and navigate the life settlement process so you and your clients can enjoy a comfortable retirement. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Unlocking the Hidden Value of Your Life Insurance with Mark Markey and Rob Haney. Mark, what's going on? Another lovely day here in uh, South Florida, yeah. 82 and sunny. I'm excited to be back with you. I'm excited to to be back on the podcast with you. I know that you guys have a guest today. And Rob, I hear you're introducing the guest. I am going to introduce the, the guest is uh, Richard Belutz, who just celebrated a birthday on Monday. And Rich is the chief executive officer of AIR Asset Management in Chicago, Illinois. And I've Fantastic. known Rich probably, I'm going to say close to 20 years right, right now. Uh, and Rich is... Uh, Rich is a great authority for today's discussion to talk a little bit about the buy side, who's buying, why they're buying, et cetera. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to Rich and tell him, tell us a little bit about yourself, Richard. Well, Rich, before you jump in, actually, gentlemen, I'd like you to kind of explain to the audience who should be listening to this episode today. Who, who's this? Who's the audience for this? Yeah, sure. Um, today is a little bit different. You know, last four episodes, we've been talking about the what we'll call the sell side when you're a financial advisor or a consumer and you have this life insurance policy that you feel you no longer want, need or can afford. What can you do with it? Well, we've been talking about that. We've been talking about you can now enter into a life settlement valuation, a life settlement transaction to sell your party to an institutional investment group. So what we've done is we've brought one of those institutional investment groups in so we can hear mm. from them. We can hear from Rich on their perspective on why they buy policies, who they buy from, how they buy them. Uh, the side that we, you know, we don't get into from a life settlement brokerage side. Again, we simply help clients sell their policies and we do help them sell to institutions just like Rich's. So that's why we brought Rich in. We want to hear from his uh, his vantage point on the life settlement investment side. So that answer your question, Eric? Yeah. I mean, it sounds to me like this is really geared toward both advisors and the general public that could utilize your services. Uh, but advisors are going to learn a lot more about how this works and why these folks are involved. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because we do get that question is, hey, if I've got my client who's 70 years old or 80 years old and they're selling their policy, well, who are they selling to? And there's <laughs> yeah, the, the right? old, oh, are we selling to Guido on the street corner and he wants me to pass away early? No, no, that's not the bus. case. <laughs> yeah, These are investment. Uh, this is large investment capital hedge funds, pension ones. I'll let Rich get uh -huh. into where they raise the capital from. But this is the other side of the coin to our industry, the the investment side on, all right, when I sell my policy, where exactly am I selling it to? So that's what we wanted to bring Rich in for, whether you're a consumer looking to sell your policy or an advisor representing that consumer. It's important to know, well, who are the end buyers? And Rich's firm is one of the uh, standout buyers in our industry. So we'll let him get into more on his background and his firm and, and how they do what they do. Well, I'm going to shut up and let Rich take it away. Thanks, Rich. Yep. Thanks, guys. Uh, Rich Palutz here, CEO, founder of Air Asset Management. Uh, as uh, Mark and Rob had mentioned, we're, uh, we're an asset manager in the life settlement space. Uh, currently own um, almost 800 policies. 
over a billion in death benefit. Um, yeah, my background, I started in uh, insurance in 1993 as a financial advisor. So I've been licensed in insurance and annuities um, you know, for a long time. And I first 10 years of my career, I sold insurance to my clients as a part of their financial plan. I first heard about life settlements uh, back in the 90s. Um, when the state insurance commissions would sell us these little little booklets and they'd have things in there about these viatical policies. And I was curious and I read the booklets and, um, you know, that was just a footnote. And I didn't get into the space until 2006 uh, when I, um, an investment banking friend of mine showed me a transaction. It was a $900 million portfolio he's looking to sell. And uh, I'd helped him um, with that. And eventually he, he, got the portfolio sold and I was um, enthralled with the fact that uh, you could actually sell your, your policy and get money in, in addition to your cash value. And, and it was a win-win for the investor because they get a, a potential rate of return. And it was uh, definitely a win for the consumer who typically got more uh, up to eight times the, the cash value. So um, that's how I kind of heard about the space and I've, I've been in the space ever since. Uh, so we're a buyer. Um, our, our clientele and from an investment standpoint uh, varies from high net worth to registered investment advisors to family offices and institutions. The most rapidly growing area of uh, investor force is those wealth advisors. And the, and the reason why is life settlements offer a potential for non-correlated return. Uh, we've been able to deliver double digit non-correlated return, no down months over the last five years for our strategy to our investors. Um, but also uh, one of the reasons we like the registered investment advisor market is because the fact that they get it, they're advising a lot of times their, their clients on their insurance holdings. So they understand there's times when, when those clients have policies that they don't want and don't need. And uh, educating them that there's an option other than just lapsing the policy or stop paying premiums and letting it run out um, is one of the benefits that that they see. So we talk to them a lot of times about the investments, and then we'll start getting referrals from from these financial advisors because they'll say, "Hey, I have a client who's 78 and has a policy, and it's an old buy sell that they've had for a long time, and it's run out of cash value. They don't know what to do with it, and so they'll show it to us. We'll you know, run a pricing model on it and tell them whether we think that there's value. Um, so the, the, definitely the registered investment advisors like it from both perspectives. And also the RAs are starting to realize that they have a fiduciary duty when they're advising their clients on their insurance to let them know that life settlements is an option. There's actually been some situations out there where financial advisors have advised the, their, their clients that, Hey, you don't need the policy. Why don't you just turn it and get the cash value? And and they didn't tell them there's life settlement. And they found out that, you know, those, those clients found out later that they could have sold it for five, maybe seven, eight times that cash value. That's money that they missed out on um, because of, you know, the fact that they didn't let them know there's an option. So um, for us, it's, it's really about the education of the investment advisor uh, when we're talking to that group that, Hey, you can, you can certainly have a product to invest, but also, it, you know, you have clients that, that potentially have that need. Great, Rich. Uh, we talked over the years about um, your growth with your company and 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 where it's headed, et cetera. Uh, I always like to get people's perspective of, of we sitting sitting here in 2023, 
Uh, it looks like we're going to have a statistics data rollout in a couple of weeks at the conference you and I will both be at uh, that show the growth of the market continuing. What do you think in your mind, if forecasting forward, uh, where this market is headed and what what makes you so bullish on it? From our perspective, you have a market in the life settlement market is is mostly seniors. Um, there's there's non-seniors that are heavily impaired, um, you know, typically under 65 that are terminally ill. That's a, a small, smaller segment of the market, but most most of the market's seniors. And right now we have 10,000 seniors a day turning 65. So that's huge. And that's projected for the next 15 years plus. And so you have a, a, a large market of seniors. You have, look at the markets out there. You have um, volatility. Uh, you have interest rates you know, uncertainty. You have you know rise of inflation. You have you know the global political situation out there. And so from a financial markets perspective, um, you know, there's some needs out there. The you know, stock market's been down. Maybe you know, the, in the United States, uh, a lot of seniors don't have enough, unfortunately, for retirement. And some of those seniors that are short on cash for retirement have life insurance policies. So there's a, a way to monetize that. And less than 25% of seniors even know that life settlement's an option. So we definitely see um, the growth of the industry. And uh, you know, Conning recently had a, a put out a research report. They said that. $250 billion market potential, um, you know, it, over the next 10 years. So the, the market potential of life settlements is huge. Um, you have 20, over 20 trillion of enforced, uh, life insurance in the U S which is more than the rest of the world combined. Um, and you have, uh, a, a really a birth of education. When I, when I got into the space in 06, less than 10% of seniors knew that life settlements was an option. So you have a trend of more and more seniors knowing that, that this is, um, you know, a thing and you have a, a trend of more and more seniors, um, turning or more and more people turning 65. And then you also have a trend of a bigger need for, for cash in retirement. And, um, and then you have a demand of non-correlated return amongst investors. So I think it's a, a perfect storm of growth for the industry, not, not even to mention some of the technology that's coming on board. Let me, let me change the, the topic. You did a, a great job there, Rich, of really uh, an advertisement for our industry on the investment side as well on the sell side. So let me let me come at you from a consumer perspective. If I'm a consumer and I'm selling my policy to an outfit like you, an institution like you, what um what what takes place after I sell my policy? What safeguards are in place to make sure that my information, which is my medical records and uh several other information that we give to a buyer, what safeguards exist for that seller? when they sell their policy to an institution like you, what privacy exists? So we're in a highly regulated industry. So our investment funds, our investment company is registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. So we're, we're fiduciaries to our investors. Uh, we also have ethical you know, standards that we must unkeep. Um, you know, we have background checks for for the participants in, in our firm. Um, you know, that's part of the regulatory um, so, you know, so that's number one. Number two is when we get a case, um, you know, we are bound by HIPAA. So uh, HIPAA restrictions uh, are, are very tight and they are very serious and we take them very seriously. Uh, in terms of the data, uh, we we take our, our technology and data security very seriously. Um, 
you know, obviously when you're talking about a life settlement, the fear is, is, you know, about what happens if somebody gets my information and, you know, they want to knock me off. Right. Um, you know, obviously that's a natural fear, right? Somebody owns that you don't know owns a life insurance policy on you and they benefit when you pass away. Um, you know, from our perspective, um, you know, I'm, I'm a family man. I have a four-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter and, and we have a good business. Um, we're, we're not in the business of, of killing people to make a little extra return. Um, but I, I can see why uh, people would be concerned about that. Um, you know, we look at life settlements as a socially responsible investment because, you know, at the end of the day, we're, you know, paying seniors up to eight times the cash value. And, and really helping one of the biggest areas in the ESG on the social side, which is senior financial independence. So we feel good about what we do um, in this business. Um, and we, we take our responsibilities on a fiduciary side, you know, very, very seriously. Um, all, all jokes about the Italian actuaries aside, and this is kind of the industry, <laughs> industry term for it. Yeah, no, it's, it, I'm glad you touched on that because we do have to follow HIPAA regulations, the buyers that we work as a broker all have to follow those same set of stringent, strict regulations. And we do get that question from time to time. And it's a uh, somewhat of a fair question is, you know, if I'm selling my policy, do I have to look over my shoulder? And 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 Rob, you could probably touch on this, but I don't believe, uh, and I'm pretty certain on this, that there's never in the history of the life settlement industry been an instance of wrongdoing when it comes to a seller selling their policy to a third party institution, such as Riches or the others that exist. Is that correct, Rob? I'll, yes. Um, I'll clean up a little bit. Um, Thank the, you. <laughs> the, <laughs> in the beginning that we were in this, Rich touched on it very early on in the conversation, used the term viatical. This was a viatical settlement market. So at the time, we were dealing with uh, insureds direct mostly. Uh, they typically had a chronic and or more likely a terminal illness, in this case, AIDS, and there was one state that regulated this activity. That was California. So when I got into business, now there are 43 states that regulate this business, which represents about 93% of the U.S. population. Um, I like to say, and I borrow this phrase from a friend of ours, uh, all of ours, Michael Friedman, who said once in a hearing that this is the most transparent financial services transaction that you can enter into in the United States of America. And he means by that is, the only insurance transaction you're going to enter into where the client and indoor seller knows the commission is a life settlement. If you sell the insured uh, a life insurance policy, they are not knowing the commission. It's not how it works. So, you know, going back to the Italian actuary and all of that uh, situation to Rich's point, the firms that are buying the policies today are buying hundreds and thousands of policies over the course of the year or certainly of a decade, um, they have too much to lose to take a shortcut on one or two policies to get a little extra return. So it doesn't happen. It's never happened. Uh, And if it was going to happen, it would have happened in in the 1990s. Um, So that's a concern we still deal with today. It's sad. It's thrown out there by the people who don't want us uh, to be successful without naming names, insurance companies. Um, they, They do not want to see their clients sell life insurance policy to a third party. Uh, I don't know why I've always argued this uh, and continue to argue it that I think insurance companies would sell more insurance 
if this was offered to the insured when they were 35, 40, 45, sitting at a kitchen table, determining whether to buy a life insurance policy or not, there was an exit strategy called a life settlement where they could receive a multiple of the cash surrender value in the case of a policy that actually has cash surrender value. Most of the policies, honestly, are term uh, and there's no cash surrender value. So this is an awesome thing for people to discover and it's even better when it works. Marcus, so like, yeah. So, so Rich, you touched on it, Rob, you touched on it. So we have safeguards in place to protect the consumer. We have heavy, heavy regulation in the life settlement industry. Again, that's to protect the advisor and the consumer. Rich, let me ask you this. You're in touch with a lot of registered investment advisory groups, uh, probably broker dealers, trying to bring them on board with your firm so that you can raise capital from their investors. Um, how much of a missed opportunity do you think goes by the wayside from these broker dealers and these registered investment advisories that don't allow their advisors to engage in a life settlement transaction from my side of the coin, which is selling your policy, and even from your side of the coin, which is having these registered investment advisory groups invest into the purchase of life settlements? How big a, of an opportunity are they letting slide right by them by not allowing the life settlement option? It, it's huge. I mean, by some estimates I've seen, it's in the hundreds of billions of dollars of lapses per year of policies that could qualify for life settlement, which is tremendous. That's that's money that goes to the insurance company and not to the consumer. And so one of the reasons why I think some of these broker dealers and REAs don't address this is because they don't understand it. Again, this is an a market that is somewhat misunderstood, and you know the beauty of it is now with modern technology, uh, with digital media, and and with you know twenty first century communication, you you are seeing an education and you are seeing an interest amongst that crowd. That's why our most rapidly growing investor base is that world. And when and these are people that truly care about their clients. They develop relationships with their clients because they advise them for many years. They care about them, and you know if they can help put money in their pockets, that's more money for their investment portfolio. And you know we have you know we've done it the other way. We've showed them our investment product, and then they've become educated on life settlements. But that's the other way around too. If somebody is educated on life settlements, and then where do you reinvest it? You could, you could take your life insurance policy, sell it, and put that in a life settlement investment, and diversify. Instead of having one life, which is yours, which you don't benefit from, your heirs do. You could diversify in a pool of life insurance that's based on uh, a bunch of other lives, and still get you know a, a return out of that, but a, a much more predictable return because it's a bigger pool. Yeah, good point there. I think. You kind of hit the the nail on the head. Is is the answer to to my question is is lack of education. So you know we've pointed this out before on previous podcasts that if you're a a broker dealer or registered investment advisory firm or just a, a financial advisor, we've now given you five podcasts and we've given you perspective from Rich's side, which is the investing side. We've given you a perspective from another advisor's side who's helped his client sell his policy. Um, the lack of education from these groups who do not allow their advisors to engage into a life settlement, it's got to stop sooner or later because you have 500,000 policies that lapse every year on seniors alone. We've made, we made light of that before. And my industry, our industry buys around three to 4,000 of those policies probably means we appraise 20,000, but that disconnect 
is far too large. As Rich mentioned, 10,000 seniors are turning 65 every day. And those seniors own life insurance. And 80, 90% of the time, a life insurance policy never pays out a death benefit. What does that mean? Well, it means the client's held onto the policy for two years, 22 years, whatever it is. It's come to the conclusion, well, I don't need this policy anymore. I'm going to lapse or surrender it. And far too often, our industry does get overlooked. So that's why we brought Rich on another guest to kind of to make everyone understand all the facets of a life settlement, whether you're a seller, whether you want to invest in this space and reach out to a group like Rich's, the opportunities are there. And if you're a senior, whether you're a low net worth senior or an ultra high net worth senior, you've got this asset. It's your life insurance. And that asset is worth something now opposed to just to your beneficiaries. And that asset can be appraised in his life settlement valuation for free. And, and many times, as we've all pointed out, that return that we give to you when you sell your policies, anywhere from two to seven times what the insurance carrier's cash surrender value is. So um, yeah, I just wanted to make light of that. Uh, again, it's it's lack of education. And that's why we're putting these podcasts together to continue to educate our listeners, our viewers on every single aspect of the life settlement transaction. And with Rich on today, I think we've hit kind of all sides of the settlement transaction. Rob, anything to, to add to that? No, education has been there. We have an education deficit. We continue to have it. But I, I want to, you know, congratulate Rich and his and his operation because by going out and soliciting the investment community that he's talking to about investing in a life settlement, my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, is that that's going to be a little harder than getting someone to sell their policy and getting cash over and above what they could surrender it for. And I think by going in that direction is kind of helping us soften the beachhead as we approach these folks from our side to say, hey, wouldn't it be nice if your client were to sell their life insurance policy and reinvest it, whether it's into one of Rich's vehicles or to an annuity or something else a little easier? I mean, I saw a statistic this morning. Bloomberg came out with a report that uh, 27% of United States citizens over the age of 65 have saved $0 for retirement. Um, the average American has saved $65,000 for retirement. So talk about a lack of education in our market. There's a lack of education for retirement as an overall financial planning scheme uh, across the nation. $65,000 uh, next year will probably last you three months in retirement. And, and that's that's a sobering fact. I always hearken back to one of the stats at a Wells Fargo presentation I heard, where 23% of Wells Wells Fargo customers were surveyed and 23% said that they would rather die early than live beyond their retirement uh, money saved. And that is just incredible. So we have an opportunity, both Rich, Rich's firm and, and Life Insurance Settlements, to help people discover cash inside an asset they're pretty much ready to throw into the garbage in case of a term policy. So um, I'll kind of let Rich close with what he'd like to say going forward, but I just want to thank thanks Rich again for spending time with us this morning. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, have you back on when we, when we run this back up a couple, couple episodes later. No, I appreciate Rich. it, Rob. Mark, love talking about life settlements. Um, th this industry is a close knit industry with really good people, um, you know, that, that care and are proud of what they do. And uh, yeah, I just, I just want to say thank you for bringing me on here to help, 
you know, do my part in, t- you know, in terms of helping to educate folks. And, and we hit on that theme and people aren't comfortable with the space then then don't invest in it. Don't settle your policy. But, you know, I think when people spend time and, and, and get to know the people in the industry and, and, and the processes and in the regulation, I think it, it allows them to get a lot more comfortable. And, and I think that's, you know, really how this industry has grown is through those word of mouth and that organic spread. So happy to be part of it. Rich, got a quick question and I'll direct back to you. If you're, if I'm listening in and I'm a financial advisor or a consumer or a family office, and I want to invest into this space through a firm like yours, is there a minimum investment that someone has to come to the table with, with a firm like yours? I mean, 250,000, we have a hedge fund product, um, you know, but we're launching an interval mutual fund, which will have a, you know, $25,000 minimum. So we are building products that are built for credit investors, for kind of, you know, the, the mass affluent um, to really help, uh, you know, get those folks access to this type of sophisticated investment. Perfect. Good deal. Rob, anything to add? No, I don't think so. I think we wrapped it up for today's topic. Uh, Rich, if you want to go ahead and give a shout out to how someone might want to get in touch with you, that'd be great to do right now. Info at AIR, A-I-R, Asset Management com just or you know air www.airassetmanagement.com is our website so look us up um yeah google air asset management you'll see us and um thank thank you for the commercial rob appreciate it and well, my pleasure thanks to those listening gentlemen this has been fantastic i i do want to make an observation if you would allow me to sure. um here's the thing is that these you know these first five podcasts that you guys have done what i'm getting is you don't know what you don't know because you don't know it yet, right? You don't know what you don't know. And for the consumer, right? For the policy holder, this is going to be very eye-opening and that that's great. I love the educational piece of this, but for the advisor themselves, I truly believe that there's a responsibility there. Once, once you have the information, once you know, a first time car owner doesn't understand that, you know, flushing a radiator or, or changing the oil every 3000 miles till you learn that. And then you're like, wow, okay, this really makes a lot of sense. And I need to do this for the, you know, for the car, for the maintenance of the car. First time homeowner, you know, changing filters and things that's kind of foreign until you learn about it. Once you learn, then there's a responsibility there to make sure your house doesn't burn down. Right. And I think advisors that hear this, there's a responsibility not to stick their head in the sands and just say, well, you know, that's out there, but I don't think it works for any of my clients. And we know that's not, this is not true. That's just not true. They probably have clients right now that this will work for. So I want you guys to also give contact information um, for, for people to reach out to you uh, in this case and just so they can get more education. I mean, th- this isn't like, hey, call us and we're going to sell you something. It's, hey, call us and we'll teach you how this is going to affect your business in a very positive way. That's that's what I gather. That's my observation, gentlemen. Yeah, you're, you're spot on there because every conversation I have with an advisor or a consumer, as I tell them the same thing, we don't have anything to sell you. I don't have a product to sell you. I hope mm-hmm. that you'll utilize my firm to do the valuation on your policy, but we have nothing per se to sell you. We're here to educate. And that's why we've done these podcasts. We've brought on advisors. We've brought on someone from the investment side today with Rich. We've brought on individual from Lisa, the Life Insurance Settlement Association. All of this is in an effort to educate the end consumer. Yeah. And if you're in a financial advisor or a broker dealer or an RIA out there and you're not offering that, this option, guess what? 
your client's going to find us and you're going to have missed out on an opportunity mm-hmm. to help your client with a settlement valuation, take those proceeds from the settlement valuation and put them into a better financial product. It might be an investment with Riches Group. It might be long-term care. It might be an annuity, whatever it is. But if you're not bringing this option to the table with your clients, you're really missing out on something. And you do have a fiduciary obligation, in my opinion, to offer all the options for yeah. every one of your clients who is considering lapse or surrender of a policy they own. It's that simple. Yep. And um, if you do need to reach us, as in me, we've said it before, Mark Murky, Mark M at LISettlements.com. And then my direct cell phone number that people always know they can reach me on is 954 954- Three two six nine three seven eight. And Rob, tell us your contact. Mine is rob at lisettlements.com. And my cell phone is 954-599-4433. And uh, I'll just kind of finish it up. One of those topics is you, every two years, we're asked to perform CE in the state, which we're licensed. And in, in my case, the states in which I'm licensed on behalf of the company. And there is almost always four to five questions about a life settlement in that continuing education. So mm-hmm. the fact that people can say they don't know anything about it is, is a lie. Um, but to defend them, many times it's not their decision. They're a captive mm-hmm. agent. They're told by the, the carrier they're forbidden to talk about it or, or they'll be fired. Uh, and if they're making a nice living and to, to Rich's point with a six and four-year-old child, my case is 17 to your old twins. Uh, you don't want to necessarily throw it all away to help one client get an extra 10 or $50,000 when you lose everything else, because you talked about life settlements, that's got to stop. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately we don't have the power yet uh, to, to make it. So in the meantime, we've got to go different angles. You know, Rich is talking to groups. We're talking to groups and uh, the other hundreds of participants in our marketplace are doing the same thing. And we mm-hmm. are close knit. We are a close knit, uh, industry in a sense that which is good we have to collectively fight these battles together as opposed to individually uh and i think over time uh we'll wear them down i've been in for 30 years hopefully i've been in for 30 more uh, and we'll continue to do what we do on a daily basis and hopefully this podcast is the first foray into another way to get the word out um about settlements in in an ever-increasing and very popular way for people to listen and understand and gather information Absolutely. Absolutely. Rich, again, thank you for being such a great guest, Mark and Rob. Great job hosting the show. I love it. Uh, I always learn something. And our last thank you, of course, goes to listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Unlocking the Hidden Value of Your Life Insurance with Mark Markey and Rob Haney. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And this wasn't going to be a recruitment speech, but let's be honest, now it is. Uh, We're going to humbly ask you to share this podcast. You're the front line. Let's get this information out there. The guys do it for educational purposes. Share this podcast far and wide, not for self-gratification, but because people need to hear this message. They need to know there's an option. And we'd ask you to rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show as well. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Life Insurance Settlements Incorporated, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Unlocking the Hidden Value of Your Life Insurance, the show that helps you unlock the hidden value of life insurance. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.lisettlements.com or give us a call at our office line at 866-326-5433.
extension 1017. You can also directly contact Mark Murky at 954-326-9378 and Rob Haney at 954-599-4433.